guys, my name's Les and welcome to the pilot episode of UK Mets Across the Pod, the first UK-based podcast uh, devoted entirely to everything New York Mets baseball. This pilot episode will just be a quick Q&A, 10-15 minutes or so. Just This is just to test if I can even do this and edit this stuff and even get anything out there that's worth listening to. Uh, so hopefully some of you will enjoy this and then in future episodes we'll have uh, Joe, Tracy and David on. And anyone else out there who's, as you have already have said, you just want to come on uh, and we'll have some great mess discussion, hopefully, uh, based at the UK audience and hopefully the audience all over the world uh, will enjoy this. Maybe a different perspective of Mets baseball from uh, 3,000 miles away. So without any further ado, let's get straight to the questions. And the historical first UK Mets across the pod question comes from our friend Russell Bryan uh, in the States. His uh, Twitter handle is at Russell Tobe. Uh, his question is, do you think the Wilpons will give the next GM full autonomy, as recently stated by Jeff Wilpon? Uh, well, <laughs> that's the $10 billion question really, isn't it? Uh, the first thing I would think is, does any GM in baseball really have full autonomy anymore? I would say any franchise changing moves would uh, have to go through ownership anyway, or at least discuss the ownership levels but if what Jeff says is true about Sandy before and with the new GM coming in, if he's got a budget to go after, say, a Manny Machado, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't let him. Uh, if the money's there to do it, certainly go for it. We've got this unique opportunity with maybe three, four years left with possibly the greatest, the best rotation uh, in Mets history. So if they can get some bats in that lineup that can really change the offence and get some run support space for Jacob deGrom uh, I would say they would go for it they've got to go for it because I don't think the Mets will have a better opportunity in the next 10 years as they do in the next 3 uh, to chase the championship so that's my thoughts on that one really uh, so it's uh, basically wait and see now I think so thanks Ross for that historical first question here in uh, UK Mets across the pod that has got us off and rolling uh, next up is uh, Dave Avery. Uh, Dave has been following us, I think, on Twitter pretty much since the start. And the way I've followed him and he followed me on our personal Twitter accounts for a few years. Uh, so his question is, what was the impetus for me to become a Mets fan living in Northern Ireland? Uh, pretty much, I already become a New York Giants fan watching the NFL here in the UK. Uh, around 85, Channel 4 started showing... Uh, highlights of the World Series. So I enjoyed watching the baseball games. Hadn't really a clue what was going on. But I said I needed a team to follow. I looked through books and things and obviously sticking with the New York teams, uh, the Mets basically flew out at me with their bright colours uniforms at the time with the racing stripes and whatever. Uh, they were a bit rebellious, I suppose, like me during my teen years. Uh, so that's basically why. I think it's a case where I think it's the James Wagner when I'd done that Times interview, it was they picked me rather than me picking them. Uh, obviously, they were good at the time, which didn't do any harm. Uh, of course, little did I know that we would never win another world championship to this day. But hopefully that will change in the coming years. Uh, but that's basically how that came about. Uh, I can't say any specific reason why I became a Mets fan, other than what I just stated. But it's, it's hard to quantify fandom anyway. Uh, but that's basically how it began, and it's uh, just steamrolled ever since, and now we're, we're making podcasts. Uh, so I hope that sort of answers your question a wee bit, because I'm 
probably doesn't even for me to be honest but there you go uh, thanks dear for that question our next question comes from Dean C he's at cap for a crawl on uh, Twitter uh, he asks for baseball novices where's the best place to learn about the rules and all the stats uh, well for me Dean back in the day it was books and very early Commodore 64 video games is where I learnt uh, how to play baseball and the stats and the nuances of the game. Uh, first I would say is don't get too bogged down in the statistics. When it comes to batting average, if you know that somebody's hitting over 300, they're really good. Anybody between 250 and 300, they're good. Anybody below 250, you're probably thinking about a replacement sometime soon. Uh, things like ERA, so anything below sort of 3.00 is a really good picture in this day and age. Uh, obviously you've got Jacob de Grom who's like otherworldly when it comes to ERA at the moment uh, but that's the kind of things I would look for but don't get too bogged down in statistics enjoy the game first because it's still about uh, seeing the ball hitting the ball catching the ball running like there's nothing more beautiful than a ground ball to short and a 6-4-3 double play uh, so I would just enjoy the game first and let the stats come to you I would keep it handy and sort of during the offseason you just read up in different stats sort of pick one like batting average or ERA or there's a new way of analytics. Half of them I don't understand yet. But uh, I would say that win over replacement or war would be a very good one to start with. Or one that you should take he'd take notice of. Uh, definitely. But I wouldn't get bogged down completely in stats. Enjoy the game first and then just let them come to you. If you're thinking about playing fantasy baseball, obviously it's a different story. You're going to need to learn those things to be competitive in it. Uh, but just enjoy the game. That's all I could, the only advice I could give you right now. Uh, and just let everything else come to you because it will gradually through time it does come to you like even now like what 35 years on I'm still learning like small snippets of the game that I hadn't really noticed before especially after actually visiting City Field and actually being at games you sort of see little things round that you didn't really notice before because you didn't see it on TV or whatever it's just nuances uh, so just I say enjoy the game and hopefully next season you'll You'll, you'll, you'll get a winning team if you're following the Mets <laughs> with any luck. So thanks, Dean, for that question. So we'll move on now to the uh, Facebook questions. And the first one comes from our good friend, Jeff Enderby, who is an Englishman in Mexico of all places. Uh, and he asks, who do I want to win the World Series and who will win it? Uh, as for who will win it, at the minute it's hard to look past the Houston Astros because they could potentially be one of the great teams we've ever seen. If this keeps going the way it has been, especially the way they steamrolled Cleveland in that division series, and we'll see how they go against Boston in this ALCS. Uh, so at the moment, it's hard to look by the defending champs. Uh, who do I want to win it? Well, I've never been any secret. I've got a soft spot for the Dodgers because of the whole Brooklyn Dodgers thing, and uh, I love that whole era of baseball of New York during the forties and fifties, where the Giants and the Dodgers would play each other, basically just to get to a World Series to get beat by the Yankees. Uh, although this Dodger team is a long, long way from them boys of summer uh, or the Brooklyn Bums back in the 1950s. A uh, whole different ethos and whatever. They're more a powerhouse, almost like the Yankees of old. Uh, but I would, I did pick the Dodgers at the start of the postseason to win it when I did my bracket, so I'll stick with that. But at the minute, it's looking hard. It's very hard to look past uh, the Astros. So... Heart says Dodgers, head says probably Astros at the moment, so we'll see how that goes. Thanks for the questions, Jeff, and thanks for all your uh, input and your support of UK Mets and your blogs and so on. It's been a great help and it's great to have you on board. 
uh, and hopefully we'll get you one of these podcasts pretty soon too we can get the chat uh, one-on-one the next question up on the batting order is Richard Sugarman who's probably been a Mets fan longer than I have uh, he even remembers the old uh, Armed Forces radio days and trying to get a decent reception uh, and Richard asks uh, do I think that we'll keep hold of the Grom and Syndergaard and Wheeler during the close season or will we be used for a trade for a position player well I've made no secret of my wish that we would go after uh, Machado and Harper uh, I think we have an opportunity here if we can keep those guys and bolster the lineup through free agency but of course it all depends on who the GM is, what his philosophy is, and obviously what his budget is. So this is a big wait and see at the minute as to what direction they're going to go. Uh, and that's the best answer I could give in that one. Pretty much no better than what we already probably knew anyway. Uh, so, yeah, wait and see, Richard, and let's hope they get some of them big guns like Machado in and they can hold on to these pictures because I believe this is a great opportunity for this team if they could just see it and take it. And last but certainly not least, our final question comes from Simon Pearl, who asks if uh, we should stick with our current catching core or should we go after a Grandel or a Ramos? Uh, it was a good question, actually, Simon, because I hadn't really thought much about the catching position sort of since the off-season started. Uh, I've been so sort of consumed by thinking about what they're going to do with the rotation uh, and what they'll maybe try chasing free agency as far as Harper and Machado is concerned. Uh, but... Bear in mind that we probably wouldn't be able to get maybe one or both of those guys anyway. Uh, Grandel and Ramos would actually, either one of those two would be a perfect addition, especially Grandel uh, to the catching position. If you assume that all the other positions are probably not up for 2018 as far as the infield goes, uh, we, especially with McNeil now coming up and proving himself at second base, uh, first base is probably sort of covered if, if Jay Bruce is going over there along with Dom Smith. Uh, you've got third and you've got Fraser at third now probably secured for the next year uh, and obviously Rosario was short uh, so the catcher is a weak spot and it definitely is a spot we need an upgrade on so depending on what they go and what they go for and what they get in free agency as far as the big names are concerned uh, probably an ideal scenario would be a Machado and a Ramos would be perfect for us uh, but yet again all this comes down to what the GM is going to do and what his philosophy is uh, is going to be coming into the team so it's yet again another watch this space and it's not really answering very many questions of course but uh, it's uh, as for all of us I think it's now just to wait and see to see what way this franchise goes uh, so there you go hope that helps and answers your question even a little bit <laughs> so thank you Simon for that question and thank you everybody who sent in questions and are supporting us in this podcast quest uh, I'm not sure how this is going to turn out, but uh, hopefully next time it'll be a lot better when I get Tracy on and get Joe on and get uh, David on. Uh, it'll be a bit more of a discussion-based format, and we'll be able to get to you guys on through the phone and talk to a lot of you guys and get you on the pod, because uh, that's what UK Mets was meant to be about. It's about us all coming together and being able to voice our opinions on the Mets, and basically giving the UK community who, for, the time, for so long, was scattered... Uh, a voice in this club and what way we're going uh, so hopefully you'll enjoy this and hopefully we can make more of these uh, but we'll let you guys be the judge of that uh, so thank you for following us and thank you for everyone who has supported UK Mets and don't forget you can get us on Twitter at UK Mets online and on our 
website at www.ukmets.online and we're on Facebook, we're all over the place so as I say again, thank you for supporting us and hopefully this is just the first of many and hopefully this doesn't completely bore you all to death so thank you guys and goodbye <laughs>